Get your morning groove on right now with Boom's Big Brekkie. That is right. Boom's Big Brekkie, or as we know it on a Wednesday morning, Boom Talks with me, Max, for you until 10 a.m. But until then, we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff, including Vladimir Putin. He said he could launch a nuclear attack against Sweden, so I'll explain why. Also coming up this hour... Uh, the TGA has announced that a BioCrucials oral zinc drops have been recalled due to some serious health risks that it poses to consumers. I'll explain that and talk to you about, about what you need to do. And also, uh, a TV presenter has been named as... has been given a... a it's hard to explain, but a new species of spider has been discovered, and they've named it after a TV presenter. That's all I can say. And also, a serial sex offender has pleaded guilty to some horrific rapes that he did 40 years ago, so I'll talk all about that as well. But that's all coming up this hour, so don't you worry about that. But after popular by the weekend, Playboy Cardi and Madonna... I will be talking about Vladimir Putin and his possible nuclear attack on Sweden. That's all coming up here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Nine in the afternoon. Panic at the distro for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. It is now eight minutes past seven. And Vladimir Putin could launch a nuclear attack on Sweden. Now, this has come from retired Russian military chief Colonel Mikhail Kudorinok, who said that there are growing tensions in the Baltic Sea that could force an autocrat into underwater strike on the Scandinavian country. Now, he has urged Sweden, which is in the process currently of joining the NATO military alliance, to against any antagonistic behaviour as it could spark conflict with other member states. Now, obviously, as we all know, there were a couple of countries that were wanting to join NATO. One of them was Sweden, which is currently in the process and looks like to be formalised, hopefully very soon. And also the other one was Ukraine, but that never went anywhere, unfortunately. Now, Kudorinok said this conflict can only be nuclear This is why the inhabitants of Stockholm and Tallinn, which is Estonia's capital, can be asked to do what you need. And he went on to say, do you even imagine an underwater nuclear explosion on the roadstead of Tallinn or Stockholm, which will sweep away your city with a wave? So now, let me know. Does this sound pretty scary to you? Because, I mean, it would to me, obviously, it sounds very scary, but it it's a bit hard to, you know, comprehend really that we could be having a nuclear war soon, you know. So let me know, what do you think Sweden's next move should be? Because are they going to try and rush their process to try and get into NATO now? Or are they going to try and maybe streamline it a bit more and trying to formalise it and make sure the process is proper? All the boxes are ticked, all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted, and try and get into NATO properly, with also all the backing of the, because you have to have the backing of the NATO states, or countries that are in NATO, to be able to formalise getting in. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what Sweden says next about all of this, obviously. But we will just have to wait and see on that one, as always. And coming up after Joyce by Natalie Joyce, I will be talking about the TGA and how they have done a call, a recall on a product that you could be taking currently. That's coming up here for you on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Joyce, Natalie Joyce for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, the TGA has, along with BioCrucials, a manufacturing of a particular oral zinc drops have done an urgent has issued an urgent recall for one of its supplements now biocrucials oral zinc drops from batches 004766 or 
8.07 pose serious health risks to consumers. Now, the TGA has stated that the medicine could come in the form of liquid, including zinc, and they went on to say in the affected batches, the zinc and the liquid are separating, which means you may not get the correct dose of zinc even when following the instructions on the label. So now they, the TGA and the BioCrucials have said that this these batches could both could pose serious health risks risks that include potential nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, diarrhea or headache. So make sure if you've got a batch of BioCrucials oral zinc drops from batches 004766 or 0004807 make sure you go and check in your cupboard because you could be having some serious health problems right now so make sure you go and get that one sorted because you don't want to be sick for any longer that is for sure but tell me are you going to continue taking these tablets or not because obviously many people around Australia including some some of my friends of my parents that I know have as low zinc naturally or just happens as you get older and sometimes the way to prop that up would be through supplements like this BioCrucials oral zinc drops so tell me do you think this is going to make you say not stop taking zinc tablets but maybe move on to another brand that is available out there that might not be might not have an affected batch say perhaps let me know on nine double four three double two three six or zero double four eight seven six nine nine six four but if you do have any of those i'll read the batches out again it is zero zero four seven six six or zero zero four eight oh seven if you've got any of those do make sure you check and try and get rid of them because they pose serious health risks including nausea vomiting stomach pain diarrhea and headache and if you are still currently taking it you could not be getting the correct dosage of zinc because it separates when you take it so be careful and make sure you get it sorted after in a little bit i'll be talking about a spider that has been discovered but not just one there has been nearly 50 new species of spiders discovered right here in australia pretty scary for a person like me who is an arachnophobic is arachnophobic so it's going to be an interesting one to try and talk to you about but i'll be back in a little bit for you here on boom talks Looking to kickstart your day with a coffee shop that's truly one of a kind? Well, guess what? Oxford Yard is the place for you, where extraordinary staff, exceptional service and mouth-watering food come together to create an unforgettable experience right here in Perth. Conveniently located next to North Metropolitan TAFE in Leadville on Oxford Street, they're your daily destination for everything you crave. They're open bright and early at 6.30am and they're there to serve you until 2.30pm, ensuring your day starts on the right note. Oxford Yard, proud sponsors of Boom's Big Breakfast. Hold on, Saturn Cali for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, as always, at around about this time, I am joined by the ever-amazing news department and the one and only Talon Elkington. Talon, hello. what is in the news for today? Um, so a new health warning has risen this morning from health authorities, some urging people to start wearing masks again, mm-hmm. because there's an alleged eighth COVID wave now starting to loom, and about, so this comes just after about 6,000 cases were reported across the country on the 24th of October, and so far two hospitals in Adelaide have made their masks mandatory in their clinical areas. While Queensland doctors are now urging the state government to mandate masks in hospitals and on public transport as well. Okay, so it's getting pretty serious now. Yeah, it's starting to definitely catch people's eye. I mean, yeah, it is COVID, so I would probably deem it as serious. However, obviously, from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it's come to WA yet, or if it has, it's in very small numbers. So it's probably not enough to get our health officials, you know, pacing, yeah. For sure. What else is coming up? 
globally or globally mm. um any news or not quite yet not quite yet but i can say the 2023 word of the year has been handed out by the australian national university as well Okay, what word of the year is it this year, or do you it's, want to wait until... I will reveal it now. It is Matilda. Okay. And this comes, obviously, just after the emergence of our very own Matildas, obviously making the very World Cup semi-final as well. Yeah. But this also includes the um, the plural of Matildas and the shorter nickname form of the Tillies. Okay, so it includes all three? Or yes. Just the- it includes all three, but so Matilda, by the looks of it, Matildas it's primarily Matilda. And, and Tillies. Yeah. So it includes all of them. And in sport, what and is going sport, on? And in sport, round one of the 2024 AFL fixture released this morning. and Who's the first game up? So the first game up is going to be Sydney. They're going to be playing host to Melbourne at the SCG in the season opener so the supposed round zero afl fans will know what i'm talking about there has now come to life so we'll be seeing four games just explain what this round zero is to someone like me who does not understand this so round zero it's the first time that we're going to be seeing it in the afl next year so as i said sydney and melbourne are going to be opening up the season at the scg and Brisbane are also going to be hosting Carlton on the Friday night at the Gabba. A bit of a preliminary final rematch. I think we watched it together here in the studio, mm. funnily enough, that one. And then we've got a double header as well with Gold Coast playing Richmond at Heritage Bank Stadium before GWS and Collingwood play at Giant Stadium in what's also a preliminary final rematch. Have West Coast or Frio got any of their matches yet or not in the first round So or round zero? So their first opponents have been confirmed, but it's not going to be in this round zero. So one thing I forgot to say about round zero is that it's only going to be those four games opening up the year in the first week of March. And they're going to be in New South Wales and Queensland okay. as well. So West Coast and Freo will play the round after it. Round one, I suppose, if you want to classify this as round zero, maybe continue the name. So West Coast going to be playing Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval in their first game. And Freo are going to be playing host to Brisbane, the grand finalist at Optus Stadium as oh, well. So we're going to be having a home game kickoff for Freo. Yes. So usually... Um, Usually one of the two get a home game in round one, obviously. This year, it couldn't happen because Ed Sheeran was performing at Optus Stadium. I think it was two weeks or a week out from the AFL season. So that forced both West Coast and Frio to play in Melbourne that week because the field was not ready to host an AFL game. And yet it still wasn't ready even after Ed Sheeran was there. Barely. (laughs) Yeah. But... Uh, quick question for you before I let you go to get ready for the eight o'clock hour. Are you an arachno- Are you arachnophobic? Scared of spiders? Um, it depends. Like a daddy long legs, I don't really, you know, budge at. However, if you're talking like a massive, like a daddy, not a daddy long legs, sorry, like a tarantula, yes. Although it's very rare I come across one. Because they've just discovered fifty new species of spiders. How would you feel? Um, I'd like to know they um. Are they venomous or are they harmless? Like I'm going to be explaining it very soon, but I just want to get your take. How do you feel? Because I'm scared. Um, How, do you feel the same or a bit different? Not necessarily. I'll have to find a little bit more out about these 50 new species. Obviously, I'm not, I wouldn't imagine you'd go into a description about all 50. No. But no, if they're venomous spiders, then yes, absolutely. I'd be here until lunchtime trying to do that. Yeah. And I'm more people, scared of snakes. People only want to listen to me from 7am until 10. Anything after that, they want to switch me off, which is understandable. But maybe tune in so you can hear what it's all about. Thank you very much, Talon. He will be back at 8 o'clock as always. And coming up right now is Love Again, the Kid Leroy here on Boom Talks. And yes, I will be talking about spiders after this. That's all coming up for you in a little bit on Boom Talks. Kid Leroy, the love love again for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, as you might have heard me at the end of the news headlines with Talon, this break I'm going to be talking about 50 new ground hunting spiders that have been discovered here in Australia. Now, it's quite incredible that they've been discovered. And now, one of them has been named after a popular children's TV presenter. Now, 
Dubbed Ranger Stacy, her popular TV run as Miss Thompson is among a number of Australians who have had a spider species named after them in a project. Now, I'm not going to try... I mean, I might try and pronounce the the species of spider. It is Mitrudlebia rangistacea. And now, it's quite incredible, really, because I thought we... I mean, people already know that Australia is filled with deadly, poisonous spiders, snakes drop bears that can kill you you've got you've got everything that can deter a tourist or even an Australian living here but obviously not there is still a number of species of spiders including these 48 new ground hunting spiders now Miss Stacy Miss Thompson said on her Instagram a nocturnal fast-moving toad hunter okay it may not be gorgeous or cute to many but this is an important discovery so, none of these spiders have been deemed poisonous or venomous at all. But maybe we don't quite know yet because they've only just been discovered. So then, tell me this. Do you think that this is the last spiders that they will ever d- discover? Like, the last species of spiders they will ever discover? Because I hope so, because I'm getting really scared now. I don't want 50 new new ones discovered after after this please let me know what you think on nine double four three double two three six or zero double four eight seven six nine nine six four and i'd like to hear from you are you scared of spiders do you have arachnophobia like me that you just whenever you see one you just freak out i remember the first time i freaked out at a spider now this sounds pretty funny but it is quite true as well I was watching a Doctor Who episode from the 70s and it was called Planet of the Spiders. It was John Pertwee's last episode as the Doctor and they had these mini model spiders that moved and the model spiders got me so well that I was scared but it wasn't until I saw the Queen Spider which was about two times bigger than the little soldier spiders that she had. That was when... I knew I had arachnophobia and instantly tried to run away, but I couldn't because I was too getting too far into the episode to try and turn it off. I got through it in the end, and now it is one of my favourite episodes, funnily enough. So there you go, the moral of the story. Watch something that you like, and you may get over your arachnophobia, but you still might have it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to talk about that. But coming up in a little bit for you here on Boom Talks, I'll be talking about a West Australian who has pleaded guilty to horrific rapes that on young Melbourne women that he did almost 40 years ago. So that's coming up for you here on Boom Talks in a little bit. I want you back in sync for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, a West Australian serial sex offender has pleaded guilty to the horrific rape and bashing of a young Melbourne woman almost 40 years ago. Now, Robert William Barry, who is 61 years old, appeared before the Victorian County Court on Tuesday, where he confirmed he wanted to plead guilty to to a charge of aggravated rape. Now, he appeared remotely via video link from a Melbourne prison where he is currently serving a 12-year sentence for a string of sexual offences, including the rape of two Perth teenagers in 1991 and 1993. Wearing a green prison jumper, he sat with his hands interlaced on a white table with his foot seen tapping throughout the hearing. So now, what what happens now? So obviously, Barry was arrested by Victorian detectives in 2016, just months after WA police arrested him at his Gosnell's home in May after linking him to the crimes due to DNA analysis. Now, obviously, from there, they have to set a trial date. A trial date has not been announced quite yet, but there will certainly be one very soon, hopefully, so we can try and see what the outcome of him pleading guilty is. And also... In a statement, his lawyer 
asked the court to take into account his age, his young age of 22 at the time and the significant period of time since his last offending as evidence. She said up until the day he was sentenced in Perth, he had the support of his partner and children. Now, under Victorian law at the time, he faces a maximum sentence of 20 years, which Mr Grant has called for significant accumulation of his sentence. Now, Mr Grant is his, is the prosecutor in this case. Now, he also told the court that, you know, it... It is a pretty serious thing and that they should try and and make sure that the right thing is done here. Now, this all obviously dates back to 1984, but in Victoria, forensic scientists, which was able to crack the case in terms of finding him and arresting him, had taken a fresh look at DNA evidence collected after the rape in 1984. But they did this in 2012, which then they were able to link Barry to years later. Now, the then 24-year-old woman, who cannot be named for legal reasons, was walking along a suburban street in Tarragon, Tarragon on, on an August night when she was grabbed from behind by Barry, the court had heard. So, obviously, it's all, you know, really quite complex and mixed up and you know all sorts of stuff but also one of the lawyers went on to say that the father and grandfather has claimed all the offending took place during the periods of alcohol abuse which he sought help for in the mid 90s so who knows what this could mean could it mean that he still gets the same sentence or now that he it's taken place during this time where he was and heavily drinking that it could get an even harsher sentence because of it it's going to be interesting to wait and see what happens after all of this obviously but let me know what you think let me know if you think what do you think should happen do you think he should get a normal sentence or now because it's been admitted you know he he was abusing alcohol at this time he should get a higher sentence let me know on nine double four three double two three six or zero double four eight seven six nine nine six four and we'll just have to wait and see what happens right now here is a bit of lion boy by banjo lucia for you here on boom talks and coming up in a little bit i'll be talking about a man who has been charged after hitting the roller doors at the Parliament of South Australia. That's coming up for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Lion Boy Banjo Lucia for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, a man has been charged after allegedly crashing into a crashing a car into a roller door at the South Australian Parliament and he was trying to enter the building as well. Now, South Australian police were called to the North Terrace Parliament building at around about 10 to 6 on Tuesday evening after reports a black Audi sedan had been driven into an external roller door leading to a secure car park. Now the 42 year old is alleged to have then approached several employees as he attempted to gain entry into the building. Now security officers have spoken to the Adelaide man and detained him as they waited for police to arrive the man was then arrested and charged with property damaged now he was released on bail but is scheduled to appear at adelaide magistrates court in january now south australia police senior constable matt brown told abc radio adelaide no one was injured and all employees and mps went home safely and south australian treasurer stephen mulligan was at Parliament at the time of the incident, but only learned of it when it was reported the next morning. Mr Mulligan said security arrangements had been significantly beefed up following a deadly shooting at Canada's Parliament House in 2014, with multiple security checkpoints throughout the building. And he went on to say, and that obviously has, as I guess, worked to some extent where here where that a person was not able to access Parliament House proper despite making it onto the 
underground car park. So now, tell me this, bit scary, do you think? Or do you think they should try and maybe beef up the security just that tad bit more to try and make sure that it really is safe? Because I'm not too sure. I mean, they might have been lucky this time, but maybe next time if someone else tries it again, they might not be so lucky. So tell me this, lucky or unlucky? Let me know on 944-32236 or 0448-769-964. It's going to be an interesting one to see what happens next. Are they going to beef up security or not? Taking a look at your roads, a piece of wood has been seen on the southbound of Row Highway just after the Great Eastern Highway bypassed in the Hazelmere area. The piece of wood is in the left lane and there are no traffic delays, but it's advised that you drive with caution in the area. A metal sign has been spotted on the southbound of Quinana Freeway prior to Mount Henry Bridge in the Salter Point area. The sign is in the right lane and the traffic is still flowing, but it's advised that you drive with caution. Aside from that, all things looking pretty good on your roads this morning, but if you see anything, let us know at 9443-2236 and make sure to drive safely. Good morning, I'm Talon Elkington with your Boom Radio News Update, proudly supported by Splitting Bean Cafe Leaderville. A new warning from health authorities has risen this morning with Aussies now being advised to wear masks once again with an eighth COVID weight looking to be a possibility. Over 6,000 cases were reported across the country on the 24th of October, prompting a select few health professionals to declare an eighth wave. Two hospitals in Adelaide have made masks mandatory in their clinical areas, while Queensland doctors are now urging the state government to mandate masks in hospitals and on public transport. More to come. Five workers at the Pinajara Alcoa refinery have been injured, with two being rushed to hospital after a toxic spill. Two have been rushed to hospital when emergency services were called to the business yesterday afternoon after suffering chemical burns. One of the two to hospital is believed to be a man in his 30s and the other believed to be in his 60s. Both are still receiving medical treatment for non-life-threatening injuries this morning. And disgraced ex-cop Roger Glenn McNamara is not far away from learning his fate after the convicted killing of a drug dealer. McNamara previously claimed that the jury which found him guilty was wrongly prevented from hearing his co-accused two previous killings. Caleb Rogerson and McNamara were sentenced to life imprisonment in 2016 over the crime which happened in 2014 in May and the pair was also jailed for stealing nearly 3 kilograms of methamphetamine which had a value of about $19 million. The 2023 Word of the Year has been handed out by the Australian National University with Matilda earning the title after the emergence of the soccer team Matildas. Also included in the Word of the Year is the plural of Matildas and the shorter nickname form the Tillies. People involved in the decision say that the choice was easy after the team gained massive popularity and the growth of interest in women's team sports. On to the sport. Round one of the 2024 AFL fixture release this morning with the rumoured round zero idea becoming a reality. Sydney will be playing host to Melbourne at the SCG in the season opener with Brisbane playing home to Carlton on the Friday night at the Gabba before a double header on Saturday which will see Gold Coast hosting Richmond at Heritage Bank Stadium and to round things off a blockbuster between GWS and Collingwood at Giants Stadium. Many fans aren't satisfied with the move, with a majority deeming it as unnecessary. West Coast and Fraser opponents have also been all but confirmed, with the Eagles set to play Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval on Sunday morning, and Freo playing host to Grand Finals Brisbane at Optus Stadium. The full 2024 fixture is set to be released tomorrow. And Adelaide United wonder kid Nestroy Aaron Kunda has made Australian soccer history overnight, signing with European giants Bayern Munich. The 17-year-old has made a huge name for himself in the past year with his wonderful striking ability and ball handling during comparisons to world-class players. Aaron Kunda will complete the move to Bayern Munich in July once the A-League season is done for about $5.5 million Australian dollars. And onto the weather, it's currently 20 degrees and partly cloudy in Perth. 
a high of 20 as expected today at about 4pm, with the clouds also expected to clear up in the later stages of the morning. You're up today on Boom Radio, passing you back to Boom Talks with Max. We're back with more fun right here on Boom's Big Brekkie. Brought to you by Oxford Yard. That is right. Boom Talks is back for another hour on your Wednesday morning with me, Max. And this hour, we've got some pretty interesting things coming up, including the Joondalup councillor who is calling for a unique addition to their local library. So I'll talk all about that. As well as concerns for the lack of parking. Now, if you're in Scarborough, you might want to hear this because it is very concerning. And also, we all know that Nicolas Cage is currently filming a movie down south, and he treated the locals to a very cool sight during the making of his film. And also, if you're wondering about Taika Waititi and his Star Wars movie, well, you don't have to wait much longer because I'm going to give you an update on that as well this hour that is all coming up after a bit of jungle the chain smokers and a lock for you here on boom talks for your wednesday morning with me max human touch bruce springsteen and the e street band live in barcelona on april the 28th of this year might have been too much information but bruce is one of my favorite artists so i just love to talk all about it but that is not what i'm here to talk about right now i'm here to talk about a local Joondalup councillor who is calling for the city to add a unique addition to their local library. Now, councillor Christopher May intends to move a motion at the next council meeting, which will be happening later in the month. And this motion is sort of in effect to create a cat cafe to entice to bring people in and also to boost people's mental health as well. So now this motion that Councillor May will be putting forward to the Joondalup Council will be put forward at the November 28th Council meeting. And he said that it is a good way, he said that cats in the library could increase visitor numbers, boost mental health and allow for creative event ideas and educate the community about responsible pet ownership. Now he will call the council, he will now call for councillors to vote to request a report into whether it is feasible for an area in the library to be set up where cats can interact freely with visitors. Now, Councillor May also suggested the possibility of partnering with animal rescue organisations such as Cat Haven and Saving Animals from Euthanasia. So, I mean, this is all pretty interesting stuff, really. He went on to say, it is proposed that such a program would be of minimal or neutral costs aimed at providing a social benefit with potential secondary economic development benefit through a visitor attraction and publicity. And, I mean, it's sort of quite amazing because we all know libraries have been hugely popular since about the Middle Ages or so in history. And so, and we all know that cafes, normally you go to a cafe, your local cafe, and you see pets there and all sorts of other stuff. So, I mean, it is pretty interesting. But the idea has worked at the Cat Cafe Perth. It's supposed to be a pun on cats purring and the word Perth doesn't matter. And that was in Subiaca, and it was a very busy cafe until it closed its doors earlier this year. So if you're in the Joondalup area, make sure you go to the local council meeting on November 28th to see if this motion will be put forward, because I'd love to see what happens next. And obviously the benefits and analysis and where they can put it in the library if if the motion does pass. So there you go. It's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen next out of all of this. Let me know. Do you want a cat cafe in your local Joondalup library? Let me know on 944-32236 or 0448-769-964. I mean, it's certainly one I'd like to have in my local library, that's for sure. But coming up in a little bit for you here on Boom Talks after I Want to Be Alive by Clear, I am going to be talking about concerns that Scarborough locals are having with the car park and how there is not enough parking spaces for people that are going down there. That's coming up in a bit here on Boom Talks.
Want to be alive, clear for you here on Boom Radio. Now, before I go on to talk about the Starborough car park, I just want to talk about something else very quickly. But don't worry, the Starborough car park is coming up very soon, so make sure you stick around for that one. And I want to talk about the Alcoa refinery. Now, five workers have been injured and two have been rushed to hospital after a toxic spill broke out at the Pinjara Alcoa refinery south of Perth. Now, emergency services arrived at the aluminium site in Oakley at around about 3.30pm yesterday after reports that several workers had suffered chemical burns and a man believed to in his to be in his 30s and a man in his 60s raced to the nearby Fiona Stanley Hospital where they are still receiving medical treatment for non-life-threatening injuries. Now, there are three other workers who were also injured but did not require hospitalisation. This is the third chemical spill for the Alcoa refinery within nine years after three workers, three workers suffered burns under similar circumstances in December of 2021. So, and the first, the one before that was in 2014 when another employee was also hospitalised after a toxic spill broke out on the site. Now, in a statement about the emergency on Tuesday, Alcoa confirmed that a chemical spill occurred in its Pinjara Aluminia refinery this afternoon and several people were impacted. Alcoa's focus and thoughts are with the injured people and their family, the statement said. They went on to say the company is working with authorities and a full investigation will be undertaken. Now, WorkSafe is preparing to send a team to the site today to investigate while the cause of the spill remains unknown. And if you want to know where this is located, this refinery, it is located about 95 kilometres south of Perth and is one of the largest aluminium refineries in the world and produces around about 4.7 million metric tonnes of the product a year. And it's been open for 60 years and currently employs 4,500 people with 1,160 employees. So there you go, just a quick little update about that and I will be talking about the Scarborough car park next after the headlines, which is coming up in about five minutes for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Looking for some much-needed alone time for a movie night or perhaps eager to catch up with friends over a film? Look no further than Reading Cinemas. With a fantastic selection of both blockbuster hits and upcoming talent from Western Australia's film scene, Reading Cinemas has got you covered. Plus, they offer student-friendly prices and a delicious variety of snacks to keep you and your friends satisfied throughout the show. Don't wait any longer. Whether you're in Belmont, Armadale or the new cinema in Bustleton, head over to Reading Cinemas and grab your popcorn. And remember, Reading Cinemas is a proud sponsor of Boom Radio because it's not just noise, it's entertainment at its best. Hopscotch, the Terry's for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning, and it is that time again where I have talent in the studio. Talent, now before you go on with headlines, I just want to tell you the spider's story mm-hmm. earlier. None of them have been deemed venomous, so got nothing to worry about. Then you've got nothing to <laughs> worry for, about there. Good for me, and I think the rest of the public as well. And there. for me as well, I was scared as well. But moving on from that, what is in the news for in that's happening in the next more. Oh, Half an hour or so. Next half an hour at the top of the hour news. Um, the 2023 word of the year. Um, a little hint. It has something to do with an international side. I'm just yeah. going to say that. I'm going to leave it at that. They've gained a lot of popularity this year, which may have just given that one away as well. And a new warning from health authorities as well. Some advising that we should go back to wearing masks with a potential... Eighth wave of COVID looking now very, very likely. So the eighth wave is sort of happening now, are they saying? or? Ah, uh, supposedly. So, I mean, on 24th of October, just under a month ago, over 6,000 cases were recorded of COVID. Obviously, two hospitals in Adelaide are now making masks mandatory in the clinical areas. And Queensland doctors now want the state government to mandate masks in hospitals and public transport. Okay, so it's getting pretty serious. Uh, Any other news that is going to be appearing in the top of the hour? It's been a very big last 12 hours for the sporting world. Um, Round one of the AFL fixture has been released, or 
Round zero, as some people are deeming it. Now, this also includes the fixtures for Gather Round, which is happening next year as well. Yes, yeah, so Gather Round released on Sunday morning. That was the first of the fixtures to be released. They released them a little bit earlier so that people can sort of plan their trip out. Um, Including yourself and yes. the Sports Nation boys. Yep, me, the Sports Nation boys, Jevin and Aiden, are going to be making the journey over to Adelaide. We'll be producing a lot of content. From there, of course. But that's well, all next year stuff. You don't that have to worry is. about that, that now. So, round zero has become a reality. People aren't happy with so it. So, this was obviously something that they were talking about uh, doing, and then now it's sort of happened. Is yeah. Right? So, the main talk was obviously that the AFL were going to want to capitalise off there being no NRL. However, looking at the NRL fixture... The games fall on these same dates in both New South Wales and Queensland. So it's not worked out too well, has it? Or Well, they could be going for different approaches. I'm not 100% sure, but that was the main one I think that people assumed. Mm. However, of course, with the NRL fixture release, there's going to be games in both states. And I think, I think obviously, they're probably trying to capitalise off the season opening up in Vegas, which would mean that there's obviously no games there. However... The round one fixture is a bit different for the NRL, so it's going to be a Sunday doubleheader for the Vegas games, which will be Saturday night over there. And then there's going to be games from Thursday to Sunday, which will be included in round one. And of course, both... Uh, so are they happening in Vegas as well, or just the no. doubleheader? No. So, so this one, so for the AFL, it's only going to be in the home states of GWS and Brisbane. Okay. As well as obviously Sydney. So games are going to be in New South Wales and Queensland. And just quickly, NRL doubleheader in Vegas. Do we know who the teams are that are playing or do we find that a bit later? The teams are out, of course. I'll have to get this one up again. I know the um, Roosters, I believe, are playing the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the Sea Eagles. I don't 100% quite know off the top of my head doesn't matter as long as we know that the teams are have been released they have yes and obviously as always latest on traffic and weather yep that as well awesome talon thank you so much for coming in he'll be back at nine o'clock for your news update but coming up in a little bit i'll be talking about scarborough and the parking situation that is happening there it has become somewhat ridiculous let's just say but that's coming up after Colin Lime Cordial for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning with me, Max. Colin Lime Cordial for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, Scarborough, we all know it's a very popular place to go when you want to go to the beach. You've either got Scarborough, you've got Leighton, you've got Cottesloe where Indiana's is. But there are concerns growing for the lack of parking at Scarborough Beach as the warm weather makes more people head down to the ocean. Now, there has been images posted to a local Scarborough residence page on Facebook last month which shows, showed several par- cars parked on the lawn of Brighton Reserve which is at the southern end of Scarborough Beach. Now, the image highlighted the problems created by the popularity of the area, including the lack of public parking. Now, then another image just posted to the same group days later showed temporary fencing had been erected, blocking vehicular access to the park. Now, a City of Stirling spokesman said Scarborough Beach was Perth's most popular beach and an iconic tourism destination for WA. Their spokesperson went on to say parking is in high demand over the summer period, particularly on the weekends and during the major events and sporting championships. The unique amenities attract. So tell me, should they build some car parking somewhere where it A, won't create any damage to the local scenery and environment and B, where it can hopefully solve the problems? Because we all know this isn't the first time that car parking at a local sort of local beach created problems as we all know Cottesloe's car park there was going to be demolished and built in its place to extend Indiana's when which was an idea proposed by Twiggy Forest now I don't like that idea because that is a car park that my dad uses when he goes to the beach because it's easy access for him because of his health issues that he has so I 
extremely forbidden them trying to destroy a car park like that, which all residents and people of Perth use as well when they go down there. So let me know. What do you think they should do? And where should they build this car park if they're ever going to build one? Let me know on 944-32236 or 0448-769-964. Seems pretty interesting to me, doesn't it? But coming up in a little bit, Nicholas Cage. We all love him. He's currently down south, obviously, filming a film. And there's been a pretty interesting sight during the making of the film. I'll tell you all about that in a little bit here on Boom Talks. Say you'll be there, Spice Girls, here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, Nicolas Cage, we all know, he is currently down south making a surfing film, which is called The Surfer. And now the actor and film producer has been pictured wearing a black wetsuit as he navigated a bright red and yellow surfboard surfing down in yelling up now the upcoming psychological thriller sees cage's character return to his aussie beachside hometown after living in the united states but things aren't as they seem to be as he's humiliated by local surfers claiming strict ownership over the scheduled beach of his childhood and the gone in 60 seconds star arrived in perth all the way back in October, alongside his Japanese wife, Riko, who was 28 years old, and their young daughter, August. So we don't have a release date on this film quite yet, but hopefully we might get some footage from it very soon, because this is certainly one you want to see if you live here in WA, because it is a homemade film, that is for sure. Obviously using local talent and also local jobs that are made from the making of this film as well which is fantastic to see as always but let me know what you think you going to see it when it comes out call in on 944-32236 or text on 0448-769-964 i certainly might see it even though i've never seen a psychological thriller before for this i might take some exception to maybe because it's local why not but right now it is King Blue with Breathless for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning and Taika Waititi I'll be giving you a development about his Star Wars film after this here on Boom Talks. Breathless King Blue for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now Taika Waititi we all know him he's the famous film director who made such films as, as Hunt for the Wilder People. He also did Jojo Rabbit which is a favourite of mine and now, obviously, he said he was going to direct a Star Wars film, but you don't have to worry because the 48-year-old actor and filmmaker has been linked to an upcoming blockbuster in the long-running saga since 2020, despite things going quiet. He has given a promising update on this film. He told Entertainment Tonight, at the moment, I'm still developing something with them. Like me... They have a lot of projects going on. I think they're going gonna push it until I finish these other projects. I've got about four other scripts that I'm trying to finish. My thing is I want to take my time with that and get it right. I don't want to rush this movie. So it's still happening. You don't have to worry about that. But, you know, it's pretty interesting to see, you know, how it's how it's gonna look in terms of a Star Wars film compared to the other films that you've seen, you know, across the franchises and also in the spin-off movies and TV series that, you know, you've seen. So let me know what you think. Are you sort of looking forward to this? Or are you say let's just say a little bit scared because I would understand if you were. That's totally fine. You know, we're all scared of something when you're not used to it. But let me know. Looking forward to it as a Star Wars fan? Yes or no? Let me know on 944-32236 or 0448-769-964. I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a long time since it was announced. That's for sure. But coming up right now is My Universe, Coldplay and BTS. One of my favourite Coldplay songs for you here on Boom. And coming up is Talon with the top of our headlines for you. So stick around. For that one, you'd want to make sure you listen out for the latest in news, that's for sure. That's all coming up in a little bit here on Boom Talks.
We're back with more fun right here on Boom's Big Brekkie. Brought to you by Oxford Yard. That is right. You're here for the final hour of Boom Talks with me, Max, taking you until 10pm. But don't worry, we've got a bit to talk about until then. Coldplay, we all know that they're many, just a few days until they start. their two concerts here at Optus Stadium and they have revealed the reason why they have chosen Perth over Sydney to play an Australian concert on their Asian leg of their Music of the Spheres World Tour. Also coming up this hour, we'll be talking about Channel 10 and their decision to axe a few shows. And also, you might have seen this this week, but Rishi Sunak has done a cabinet reshuffle in his cabinet in the UK, and he has decided to add David Cameron, the former Prime Minister, into the Cabinet and has returned to the Cabinet table after seven years. And I'll explain why this is pretty important. So that is all coming up this hour. But I'll be talking about Coldplay after River by Miley Cyrus for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. I got a feeling the Black Eyed Peas for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, Coldplay, they'll be here in about three days to play two concerts at Optus Stadium on the 18th and 19th of November, which is a Saturday and Sunday. And they have reve- they have revealed their decision on why they have chosen Perth over Sydney. So they were given two options to play concerts here in Australia. You can either go to the West Coast or you can go to the East Coast. Now, the band, who are famously eco-conscious, made the revelation after they were criticised in the British press for flying 7,000 kilometres to play just two shows at Optus Stadium this weekend. Now, an article in the UK's Daily Mail slammed the band's decision to make a detour during the Asian leg of their tour to play the Perth gigs and questioned their eco-credentials. But the band said but the band will fly around about... 3,000 kilometres from Jakarta to Perth to, and then fly another 4,000 k's from Perth to Kuala Lumpur in time for their gigs on November 22nd. Now, the, the special Perth gigs came following months of negotiations and what is believed to be an eight-figure deal with the WA government. So it's a huge, huge sum of money, that is for sure. They're not messing around at all. But they also said that instead of flying from, you know, where they are in Jakarta to Sydney, it's from flying from Jakarta to Sydney instead of flying... So if you flew Jakarta to Sydney, it is 200 kilometres more than flying from Jakarta to Perth. So it's quite a big thing. Now, they said, a spokesperson said, the distance from Jakarta to Perth is 200 miles less than Perth to Sydney, which is why Perth was included on the Asian leg of the tour. And they, uh, the spokesperson went on to say, explaining how they are reducing their carbon footprint and impact on the environment during their pair of shows for 120,000 WA fans. They added, for all the band and crew flights, more than 80% of emissions are negated by the use of fossil fuel-free sustainable aviation fuel. And they went on to say, for fireworks, Coldplay use a new generation of sustainable pyrotechnics that have less explosive charge and a new formulas that greatly reduce harmful chemicals. And the band band's team also explained all confetti used is 100% biodegradable. Coldplay have reduced their CO2 emissions by 47% compared to the last tour, and that is verified by MIT Environmental Solutions Initiative, and aimed to and they aim to continue improving on this as the tour continues. So there you go, an eight-figure deal and 200 miles less than flying from Perth to Sydney. So makes you think really we're pretty lucky to have them here for two concerts and it's their first time in 14 years that they've been here the last time they were here was when they played at the Birdswood Dome so it's been a long time since then but hopefully you enjoy the concerts and let me know are you going to these concerts that are happening on Saturday and Sunday I'd love to hear from you about it. Let me know on 944-3236 or 0448-769-964 I'd love to know if you're going and what is one song you're looking forward to hearing them play live. 
for me, I'm not going, unfortunately, but I would love to hear them play My Universe, as you might have heard before on this show. One of my favorite songs by Coldplay, just beautiful, as well as Yellow and many other songs as well. But coming up in a little bit, we're going to be talking about the Lotto and one of WA's Division 2 Lotto winners. Sorry, one of WA's Division 1 Lotto winners from Saturday's draw has recounted what went through her mind during the more than two-hour trip to Perth to claim her prize. So I'll be talking all about that after. Forget you, Oliver Henry, for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. You forget Oliver Henry for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, one of WA's Divi- two Division One Lotto winners from Saturday's draw has recounted what went through her mind during the more than two-hour trip to Perth to claim her prize. Now, the Bustleton woman says she used to drive to the Lottery West HQ in Perth to map out how she would how she plans to spend her $1.6 million win. Now, she was one of six ticket holders to share in the $20 million prize. And the Bustleton, the woman bought her slip pick 12 from West Bustleton News and Post and discovered her life was about to change when a strange message popped up on the machine when she checked her ticket. She said, I, I said, don't tell me I've won Division 1. The owner held my hand and said, you've won. And so let me know, what would you do with your lotto wins if you won $1.6 million? I mean, it's quite breathtaking, really, you know, $1.6 million. That would be, you know, you would be able, I mean, if you spent it wisely, you might be able to put maybe some in shares, maybe pay down your mortgage a little bit, you know, do, do a couple of things to help you and your family out here and there just to make your life a little bit easier that is for sure but let me know what would you do on nine double four three double two three six or zero double four eight seven six nine nine six four love to hear what your ideas would be to spend your lotto winnings because i mean i'm trying to think if i ever won lotto what would i do i think i'd have to think about that it'd be a good question actually might get back to you on that one never know though never never know because who knows who might win the lotto next But coming up in a little bit, I'll be talking about Channel 10 and why they've decided to axe some shows that people have enjoyed watching. So I'll be talking all about that in a little bit for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Are you ready to elevate your dining experience? Look no further than Princey the Butcher, your neighbourhood meat destination. At Princey's, this Italian family-owned business is passionate about quality. Princey hand-selects the finest cuts of meat, ensuring unparalleled freshness and flavour for your dinner table. The steaks from Princey the Butcher are simply unbeatable, perfect for your next barbecue. And don't forget our homemade sausages and exquisite recipes. Trust them, they've only been doing this for 45 years. Visit Princey the Butcher today and taste the difference for yourself. Located at 527 Fitzgerald Street, North Perth, where quality meets flavour. Princey the Butcher, a proud sponsor of Boom Radio, not just noise. 80 increment for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, Channel 10 has announced it is going to be axing a couple of shows in 20 at the end of this year heading into their 2024 television season and one of the shows that has been axed is studio 10 after 10 after a decade on air now the presenters and reporters including narelda jacobs tristan mcmanus angela bishop and daniel doddy will remain with the network in unspecified roles and a number of staff are is expected to be redeployed now the show posted on its instagram page after 10 years as a morning cornerstone in households around australia studio 10 is sad to confirm that the show will not be returning in 2024 it's been a long and wild ride producing 2500 plus episodes of a show that has brought us as many joy as much joy to make as we hope you've had watching. The series will broadcast its last episode on December the 22nd and the social post promised we're going to go out with a bang. So there you go. If you're a fan of that show, unfortunately, it will not be returning in 2024. So I, it, it's quite sad when a show gets cancelled. 
it's happened many times, obviously, over many years. One I was most sad about, even though I wasn't around for it, was Doctor Who in 1989. And it came back in 2005, but after long campaigning from the fans of the show. But maybe, you never know, maybe in a couple of years or so it might be brought back, but we'll just have to, you know, wait and see, as always, to... Just to find out, you know, what happens eventually. But let me know what you think. Are you sad to see Studio 10 leave Channel 10? Let me know on 9443-2236 or 0448-769-964. But coming up right now is AEIOU Penau and Empire of the Sun for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. And in a little bit, I'll be talking about David Cameron and why he returned to British politics after seven years here on Boom Talks. Since you've been gone, Kelly Clarkson for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. Now, you might have heard this week that British politics took a weird turn because David Cameron announced, well, not so much announced, but sort of made it public in the way he exited the car at number 10 Downing Street that he is returning to British politics for the first time in more than seven years. And it's he'll be back at the cabinet table. Now, Rishi Sunak met his new cabinet after a dramatic overhaul on Monday, saw the former prime minister return to frontline politics. Now, he replaces James Cleverley, who was moved to be home secretary to take over from Suella Breverman. And Miss Breverman was sacked following her criticism of the Metropolitan Police. Now... Greetings, greeting his new set of ministers, the Prime Minister said a warm welcome to those for whom it's their first cabinet and also a warm welcome to those for whom it may not be their first time. He added that it would be an important week ahead with new inflation figures and the court's decision on the government's Rwanda policy expected on Wednesday. Now, Lord Cameron, as he is now known as of his appointment to the House of Lords on Monday, had been put out of Parliament since he stood down as Prime Minister in 2016. His return to politics came out of the blue, with Downing Street managing to prevent any rumours of the appointment from leaking, despite the fact the job offer was made last week. Now, here is what the former Prime Minister David Cameron had to say about him coming back to politics. Well, I know it's not usual for a Prime Minister to come back in this way, but I believe in public service. So there you go. He he says it's not usual, but he believes in public service. So it's pretty interesting to see that he is returning to the fold of British politics. And not only British politics, but global politics, as you all remember. He stood down in 2016 after he promised the British people that if the Brexit referendum lost that lost that they would not stay in the EU, that they would leave, that he would stand down as Prime Minister. And the events that unfolded were that he, the referendum was lost against the Leave Party and he stood down as Prime Minister. Since then, they have had Liz Trust, they've had Theresa May, Boris Johnson, Liz Trust, and now Rishi Sunak. They've had four Prime Ministers since 2016, which is not a good look. I mean, what are we talking about here in Australia? We had similar as well. We had Rudd, Gillard, Rudd, Abbott, Turnbull, Morrison, now Albanese. So, you know, we've not been so good ourselves, but hey, so be it. But there you go. I thought that was pretty. that was pretty remarkable revelation, you could say from David Cameron there about returning to the fold of British politics, that is for sure. But now here is me because of you, the fame for you here on Boom Talks. And it's hard to believe, but the show is nearly over. It's hard to say, but I'll be back here on Boom Talks. Yellow, cold play for you here on Boom Talks for your Wednesday morning. And that's the end of the show. It's been fun three and a three hours or so since I started at 7am. Hopefully you enjoyed. We talked about a lot of things from just as recent as David Cameron returning to politics after seven years to Nicolas Cage spotted surfing down at Yelling Up to everything else in between. 
including a possible nuclear strike on Sweden from Vladimir Putin. So we'll have to watch out for that one. But for now, I bid you a farewell. It's been lovely to talk to you about all of these interesting news stories that are happening around the world. And stay tuned for your workday with Bryza and Odin, where they'll take you through the best of your workday to try and help you make the most of it, that's for sure. But don't forget also about Jev and Taylor this afternoon from 4pm, where they'll go through the things they love to go through. And I'll be back on Friday evening with Jev from 4pm, so make sure you listen out for that one. And also, just a quick announcement before I head off. This Sunday on Jukebox, we will have a Coldplay special to celebrate them coming to Perth for their two concerts. So make sure you listen to that. That's from 7pm Sunday for three hours, so that's going to be fun. But for now, thank you so much for listening, and enjoy your work day. That's the end of Boom's Big Brekkie. Stick around for the workday.